1: Broomtree retreat center near irene south dakota will be offering an inner healing retreat october 11th through the 13th with jane bars and mike schneider of the matthew ministry this retreat which begins friday evening and ends sunday afternoon offers hope and freedom to those seeking a way out of hurt and sorrow for more information about the ministry visit thematthew ministry.com to register for the retreat call 605-263-1040 or register online at broom-tree.org if
2: If you're having a difficult day or need some support, log on to com and click on Prayer Requests. From here, we invite you to send us your prayer needs so we can pray specifically for those intentions. And if you have time, scroll down on the homepage to personally pray for the needs of other members of the RPR family. Visit com and click on Prayer Requests. You can also send intentions to us from the main screen of our app. We're blessed to be able to join you in prayer.
4: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And back Chris Bergwald. Thank you for joining us on Real Presence Live. It's been a great show this morning, and we're already heading into Hour 2, hard to believe. And it's one of my favorite segments that we have added to yeah, our Real I, Presence live show. I, I love this segment, show. yes. You too. It's called Inspired, Sharing Your Journey. And this morning we have the privilege to talk with Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer, are you with us?
6: Yes.
7: So, Jennifer, uh, from what I understand, you're, you you were raised Catholic, um, but after you got married, you became a Lutheran. wonder if you could share a little bit about that part of your story with us. What was it that led you to become a Lutheran?
6: Well, uh, I had quit going to church for a while, and some of it had been rebellion and unsure of my own beliefs. And uh, when I met my husband, he had And raised Lutheran, and when we wanted to get married, I knew I wanted to be married in a church, and he wasn't uh, willing to do a Catholic wedding. So there was a Lutheran church two driveways down, and we started attending there.
7: Gotcha. So, uh, so what was your how long? I guess how long were you Lutheran? First of all,
6: um, about thirteen years.
7: 13 years. And and what was that having grown up Catholic um, what was the experience of being a Lutheran like for you?
6: In the beginning just the, the service was a lot similar to Mass and the order that it went in right. and so some of that just seemed familiar and uh, we had had a couple of kiddos and we were busy and I don't think I really dug deep into it so uh, I did I enjoyed how they brought the Bible stories alive, and it was easy to teach that to my kiddos, but when it was time to go deeper, there just didn't seem a lot of uh, original answers, or um, there are so many different types of Lutheran churches that they all have different ideas of different things. Right,
7: right, okay. Hmm. So what uh, was that something that um, you you will, for yourself and for your family? And had a couple of kids at this point. Um, was this were you in yourself or for your family as well?
6: Um, in the beginning, it was for myself. I just was feeling like it just all wasn't there, and I started asking questions and was met with resistance. And <laughs> then I kept driving past this sign that said, Catholic returning home. And I, they do it every year, they set mm. the signs out. And I think I drove past it two years in a row. And finally I I decided huh. that I mm-hmm. wanted to call that number. <laughs> and after I...
5: Absolutely. Well, if you're... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh.
6: So I went ahead and I called that number and uh, I was uh, nobody answered, so I was a little relieved because I wasn't really sure... Who I was going to get on the other line. But, uh, he called. Yeah, he called right on right. back. So, <laughs> I talked to him, and he invited me down to the meetings. And <laughs> I talked with my husband, and he was supportive of me doing this, but he wasn't real supportive of. He wasn't real sure he was interested in any of it. So, I started attending
5: okay. the meetings. So, he, when you said meetings, what kind of meetings were you going to?
6: Um, there were classes they called returning Um, whom returning to Catholic classes, and it was other people that had maybe left the Church for lots of different reasons, and it was just a place that you could go and ask all the questions and maybe share stories and just kind of work some things out, and it was a really non-judgment zone, and you didn't have to have a lot of knowledge to be there to ask questions and get information, and and maybe some of the reasons that... uh, Myself and others stayed out of the church were answered and they were more welcome
5: than they had thought. I know. Uh, Do you remember what some of your issues that you had?
6: Okay. Um, a lot of mine was rebellion and my husband had had a child previous and I didn't know how that would be taken into consideration. Um, I, just had lots of questions with other things that I had been told. Um, at one time, I didn't understand. I had a really good friend that was another denomination, and they don't uh, necessarily believe Christ is our Savior. And I was remember the day that I was told that she wouldn't go to heaven, and that just really hit me hard. And so it was really nice to sit there and kind of work through some of those issues and have a little more meaning
5: to them well if you're just tuning in we are talking this morning with jennifer schaefer she's sharing uh, her journey um, from the catholic faith and back into the catholic faith Um, and we're just kind of diving into the beginnings of her leaving and then coming back and exploring um, and asking some of the questions the hard questions in this new class. Um, How about talking to a priest? Did that help at all?
6: Yes. After uh, uh, I'd taken a few classes and I had decided that this is what I wanted, Um, I really wanted it for my kiddos, too. The sacraments and just coming to the Eucharist as one, and all of that is what I thought that my heart was very much desiring. So the... uh, one of the deacons in the class, he had kind of walked me through the different parishes and where my parish would be from where I lived, so I made an appointment, and I went out and talked to Father Andre at Our Lady of the Black Hills, and he kind of just walked me through some more of my questions and kind of talked me through if I thought my husband would be willing to support a, a wedding blessing and if he would be willing to support the kiddos, so... He really helped me come up with ideas on how to talk to my husband, and we talked, and it was something he was willing to do. So he went and had a good talk with Father Andre, which then he got
8: curious.
6: (laughs) So Father had asked us to do the RCIA program together, and he asked my husband if he'd be willing to do it to support our kids so he knew what we were trying to, to teach and instill in our children. And he agreed. So we started taking the class as a family, which was a really neat experience all together as well.
7: So you came back, and your husband and your children came into the church then together?
6: Yes, after the classes. he had, We talked a lot, and um, I wanted to make sure he was doing it for himself and not for me. And he said he was. And so we were all... Um, Enter back into the church on the same day. My husband and children received their uh, first communion and confirmation all on the same day. It was a pretty amazing day.
7: Yeah, beautiful. We just... uh, Jennifer, I want to back up a little bit in um, mm-hmm. your your own story. What was it that was? What was the tipping point where you, uh, after these classes and maybe conversations with father, and you're like, you know, I I think I'm going to, I, I want to go back to the church. Want to talk with my husband and so on. But what was it? Can you identify? Was there something in particular um, that that was the tipping point for you? I
6: just felt home again. I felt like um, I was where I was meant to be. It was more of a feeling than any specific thing that happened. Uh, I just, through prayer and spending time alone with God, and I could just feel His presence, and I felt that kind of presence when I was thinking and wanting to make these decisions. And it just really helped. I just think the Holy Spirit was working through all of us, and I I just really think it was part of God's plan to get us all together as a family back into the so church. So how's it
5: been? What ex- has the experience been like for you as a married couple? Um, how has that helped your marriage? Uh, we, we did
6: really good at going to church in the beginning and that kind of stuff. But that relationship with God is what I always had missed. And so my children actually had received a a book, a $365-day devotion book, and we started making a point to read that and read the Bible together as a family, and that really helped us all grow together. And then it was something that my husband hadn't experienced before either. He He had gone to church, but the relationship with God was what was missing, and so we could actually talk about things that we hadn't ever talked about before. And it, I think it just really how brought us been, together.
7: How, how long has it been now, Jennifer, since you came back and your husband and kids came into the church?
6: It, it's been great. Um, when we would go to church before as a family. It was me getting everybody up, me, you know, doing the breakfast and hauling all the kids and (laughs) fighting with everybody and getting them in the car and everybody's grumpy and we're going to church. And now it's not. We're doing it together. Um, My husband, you know, he's one of the first ones out of bed and he's down and helping, making sure everybody's up and going, and we're all just together wanting to go to church. And uh, it's just something we really want and, and enjoy doing on a weekly basis, instead of, at, there was a point in time I felt like it was an obligation, and there were so many things tied to it, that now it's just, just complete free will, all of us wanting to get in the car and go and spend that time
5: at church Mm -hmm. and receive the Eucharist. It's a beautiful gift. Yes, I... How long have you guys been... How long have you guys been back in the church? Um, September
6: 13th is when we were almost at a year point.
5: So. Wow, beautiful. Very good. So if what is the program? Can you tell us what the name of that program that you went to? If other people in your area are interested and want to go to this program and maybe ask some of their own questions, can you tell us a little bit about that program?
6: The program's called Catholics Returning Home, and they have a new class uh, starting September 9th at Blessed Sacrament in our area. And there's also a website. It's called info at returningcatholics.net. And you can also reach somebody at 605-939-0579 if you had any questions or wanted to know more about uh, the week-to-week topics.
7: So again, they may they may not answer right away, but they call you back quickly, right?
6: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> within minutes.
7: <laughs> within minutes.
5: <laughs> so, what can they expect with this phone call? That might, you know, you sounded relieved when you first didn't get that that answer. What is it like? What can people expect out of the phone call and out of the group? What is this format, and what's the attitude there?
7: You want to ask your question again, Heather?
5: Oh, ask it again? I was just wondering, you know, if people are nervous about making that phone call. um, Okay. Sounds like we've lost our guests briefly here. So I think that's a fantastic idea to have a program that people can no pressure go in and just get some questions answered right
7: i mean that's you know a lot of catholics have that experience of they left the the faith and and they're interested for whatever reason in coming back but they don't really know to go where to go with their questions yeah
5: because that's not necessarily rcia right right you know yeah okay great we've got jennifer back thank you for coming back jennifer (laughs) yes we lost you there (laughs) <laughs> well, I was just asking, what can people expect out of these phone calls, you know, and going to these meetings? Is it a high pressure situation? What's the attitude and the feeling that you get from going to these groups?
6: No pressure at all. Even the phone call was very pleasant and it was all just informational and just an open forum to ask questions and get answers. There's no pressure um, to join the church or go to church. It's very, very just informational and an invitation back into the church. There's lots of people who may think that they're not welcome back in the church because of something that they've done, and uh, it's a shame that they've been gone for so long. And it's just a real uh, invitation back to the church.
5: Yes, I think that's fantastic. And I think you, we find quite often that some of the reasons people have left the church Really aren't very valid. And coming and asking these questions, they probably learn that the yeah. reasons they've been staying away aren't. Yeah. Well, where can people find out more information about this group? Um,
6: at in, info at returningcatholics.net net. And okay. And,
7: and what was uh, that you mentioned? You mentioned a phone number pr- previously. You mentioned a phone number, Jennifer. Can you give that number out one, one more time?
6: Yes, in our area, they'll be starting a new class September 9th at Blessed Sacrament, and that number is 605-939-0579 if you have any more questions. All
5: right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us, Jennifer.
6: Thank you for having
5: me. All right. Well, Doctor Bergwald, if if since you're in charge of adult discipleship and evangelization <laughs> in our diocese, in our diocese, are there other programs in other dioceses that are similar to this?
7: Yeah. So, um, and I don't know if this is the same as the program that Jennifer talked about, but there's been a national organization called Catholics Come Home. I love um, that website. Yeah, I so, love it. Uh, where they do a lot of similar things, but then uh, in some places have then local. Parish outreach as well, so that as Jennifer, um, Jennifer's example indicates, people uh, return to their parish and have questions, and so classes um, with different programs as, as an opportunity for them to learn more. But honestly, sometimes Catholics do find that just going through RCIA yeah. is helpful, even if they're fully initiated, even if as a child or as a youth they received all of the sacraments of. Um, They're baptized, um, they uh, received first Holy Communion, were confirmed, etc. Going through RCIA, maybe with a spouse or fiancé, is oftentimes very helpful.
5: Well, and I think, too, that, that it's a good reminder if you have the opportunity to be a sponsor or, you know, go with a family member. I went to Catholic school. I am not nearly as smart as you, Dr. Bergwald. But I still learned a lot of things by going through RCIA when I was You know my college age. Amen. So you know there's plenty to learn out there, and plenty plenty to yes, there is. Just keep asking. Keep keep asking questions. Just keep asking. All right. Well, that was our faith journey that we had. Let me use the appropriate name here: the inspired share your journey. That I love that new segment that we have. Coming up next, it's time to take a ten-minute tour around our area with local events. Later in the show, what does it mean to live a life of chastity for our youth? Emily Leedham of the Diocese of Sioux Falls will share more. I'm Heather Carroll, and I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we are broadcasting live from the banquet in Sioux Falls, and you are listening to Real Presence Live.
2: Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging.
0: like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Sea Catholic Store
2: here in Sioux Falls.
9: Built Upon a Rockfest has partnered with Rugged Rosaries for another giveaway. 9 rosaries will be given away, one each week leading up to the concert on September 14th. These rosaries are beautiful and extremely rugged. The quality is unmatched. For a chance to win, simply like Built Upon a Rockfest posts on Facebook and Instagram. Each like gets you a chance to win. Full giveaway details can be found at builtuponarockfest.com. Good luck, and don't forget to mark your calendars for Built Upon a Rockfest on September 14th.
4: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network.
5: Good morning. I'm Heather Carroll. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. I'm going to be inspirational. Go ahead. That's what they said I should be. Oh. <laughs> I was told still in waiting. my intro to I'm still be inspirational. still <laughs> waiting.
7: We've been on the air for almost an hour and a half now, Heather. We're still waiting.
5: That's inspiring. Oh. Stop. Oh. owed me that. <laughs> well, folks, that is the cue. It is time for us to travel around. I always feel like I'm in a hot air balloon with this music. <laughs> Traveling around our dioceses.
10: Dioceses,
5: is. dioceses. We're going to head on over to Hot Springs first with Frank. Good morning, Frank.
10: Good morning, how are you today?
5: Good, how are you?
10: Great, great. Well, Tell us uh, I'd what like you to, get. We, I'd like to invite everybody and the listeners of Real Presence Radio to the 48th <coughs> Annual South Dakota Rights to Life Convention. We're going to hold that in Hot Springs, South Dakota on Saturday, September 21st from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Mueller Civic Center in Hot Springs. Our featured speakers include Dr. Joseph Bottom, Alan Schleeman and Cheryl Sullinger. We also will have a breakout session for youth. Uh, Registration is $30 per person, and it includes lunch. Youth 18 and under are free. We have more information and registration available online at hsartl.org. Again, registration available online, hsartl.org l.org. We hope everybody can come, and uh, we we uh, have a great venue and uh, a great time of year to travel to the Black Hills.
5: Wonderful. And tell us who your speakers are. Can you tell us a little bit about them? Sure. Joseph Bottom is a
10: nationally recognized uh, Catholic uh, apologist and uh, philosopher. Um, Alan Schliemann is with Stand for Reason in out of California. He's an apologist as well. And Cheryl Sullinger is a um, is a, a pro life activist out of out of uh, Kansas. Um, it's well known as well. And again, that website once more, Frank. H S A R T L dot O R G.
5: All right, Great. and that'll be Saturday, September twenty first. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Frank. Okay, Bismarck. We're heading on over to North Dakota. A spinoff of the Hannah's Hope Mass first opened in 2017, the Bismarck Diocese has begun a spiritual support group for those facing the struggles of infertility. Join them every first Thursday of the month from 7 to 8 p.m., either on location in Bismarck, or you can use GoToMeeting online, which is a video conferencing. You can contact Christy Collins at 864-354-354. 5046 for more details that's the Bismarck infertility support group and that is held every first Thursday of the month from 7 to 8 p.m. and you can join them on location or you can go online and join them via GoToMeeting. again contact Christine Collins 864-354-5046 for more details
7: I think it could be a little more inspirational
5: I'll try next time. Okay.
7: Uh, From Bismarck, we're going to go to Marvin, South Dakota, um, the Millbank area. Abbey the Hills invites you to join them the second Tuesday of each month to learn and grow in your Catholic faith. Different speakers will be featured each month with a variety of presentations scheduled throughout the year. On September 10th, the topic is Journey to Lords. The pilgrimage site in France with Father Mark Lichter of Sacred Art Parish in Aberdeen. Again, that's Journey to Lourdes on September 10th. Then in October, October 8th, it's Ecclesiastes, Vanity of Vanities with Father Jim Friedrich. Uh, the Old Testament of Ecclesiastes, uh, Vanity of Vanities is the topic. Both sessions, like all of the sessions at Abbey the Hills, begin at 10 o'clock. They include a free will offering lunch and they wrap up at 3. Again, you can visit abbeyofthehills.org for details. abbeyofthehills.org for more details.
5: I'm glad you read that one. Ecclesiastic. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay, now we're heading on over to Hankinson, North Dakota, and Kathy is with us. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. Tell us all about your event.
1: Well, um,
11: we're having um, an all-women's retreat. September 27th to the 29th at Hankinson Retreat Center. Um, It's on the dignity and vocation of women, drawing from John Paul II's um, letter to women. And, um, yeah, it'll be... Our speaker is a nationally known speaker, Gina Bauer, who um, um, is very compassionate and down-to-earth, very logical it will um, empower um, people, women especially, to know what their vocation is and the dignity. It'll give them purpose and direction, um, empowering them and protecting their families.
5: You can continue. How much is the cost for the, the retreat?
11: Okay, the the retreat is $120. That includes um, room and doors and speakers, everything from Friday night to um, Sunday at 10 a.m.
5: And where can they find more information or to register?
11: Yes, you can go to Grand Forks Area Catholic Women, so Women at gmail.com.
5: Or is there a phone number they can call? I'm sorry? Is there a phone number they can also call? Um, they can call um, St. Anne's
11: guest home and ask for Sister Christina.
5: Okay. Very good. And I've got a number here, 701-746-9401. Thanks,
11: Kathy. Thank you.
5: Okay. Now we're heading Linton, Linton, North Dakota. We're gonna head on over there. Saint Anthony's Fall Festival. Tim, are you with us?
12: Yes, I am. Good morning, everybody. Good
5: morning, morning Tim. Tim. What have you got going on? Well, we've got a eighty-sixth annual fall festival this in September fifteenth.
12: It starts like at four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. Uh till about seven thirty. You know, and then there's single prizes going on before uh, during Let's like, say about five We'll start bingo We have like A silent auction Uh There's all kinds Of other tickets You can buy For grand prizes have yeah. Uh I think there's like 80 some prizes wow. You know That we give out Stuff yeah. And it's what a kind great of,
7: meal What kind of food Do you serve, Tim?
12: Uh We've got Fried chicken Um uh, Cold slaw you You know uh All the dressing, hamburger rice uh, dressing, pies, desserts of all kinds, you know, that we have like a lot of the local people just make their pies, you know, a lot of the Germans, and it's just a German, kind of a nice good German meal. Excellent, excellent. Now, what if I fall
7: asleep? Do you offer me a ride home after this?
10: (laughs) I all the food. (laughs) Hey,
12: we can work something out. If you're currently coming, we can work something out to help you out. (laughs)
7: <laughs> that sounds great. So, uh, again, this is on Saturday, Sunday, September fifteenth. Um, what's yes. the cost for this this meal and everything?
12: Cost are like like twelve dollars for adults and children six to twelve is six dollars, and children under five are free. So, and you know, if there's any other questions, if anybody has questions or anything, you can call the office. You know, which is 701-254-254. Four five You know. Great. If anybody Thank- has any questions on anything, but it's it's you you probably ain't gonna get a better meal than that for around here.
7: Sounds good. good. Thanks, Tim.
12: You bet too. You have a nice day.
7: You too. God bless.
5: All right. Well, that wraps up today's 10-minute tour. We feature this every Real <coughs> Presence Live. If you would like to have your event featured, please call Brandon at 877-795-0122 to be very happy to feature it.
4: What's coming up next, Heather? This is Real Presence <laughs> Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.
1: Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota will be offering an inner healing retreat October 11th through the 13th with Jane Bars and Mike Schneider of the Matthew Ministry. This retreat, which begins Friday evening and ends Sunday afternoon, offers hope and freedom to those seeking a way out of hurt and sorrow. For more information about the ministry, visit thematthewministry.com. To register for the retreat, call 605-263-1040 or register online at broom-tree.org. Attend a Catholic United financial workshop with Brian Zitzman, your local Catholic United rep on end-of-life issues from a Catholic perspective. Our speakers will discuss Catholic Church teaching on health care directives, protecting human dignity, and end-of-life financial issues. The free workshops will be at 7 p.m. on August 28th at St. Joseph Parish in Montevideo and September 4th at St. Andrew Parish in Granite Falls. Text WORKSHOP to 1-800-568-6670 to save your seat
5: have my name on it. <laughs> good morning, I'm Heather Caro.
7: And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. Thank
5: you for joining us this morning. We're having a good time here. I don't know about the listeners, but we sure are having a good time. <laughs>
7: it's all about you, Heather. It's
5: all about me, folks. It's all about me. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We've been cruising right along. If you've missed any of the great stuff we've been talking about this morning, always remember you can go back and listen to... All of the fantasticness that we have produced this fantasticness. morning. Fantasticness. <laughs> Yourcatholicradiostation.com dot or you can check us out on the app. Our next guest, Emily Leedham. Good morning, dear.
8: Good morning. I'm here to reel you guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, good luck, <laughs> oh, yeah. Emily. Yeah, <laughs> I think she's part of the problem. <laughs> she's, Emily's been sent
7: in from Fargo.
5: <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Emily, for the listeners. Tell us who you are. Who are you, Emily? Good morning. My you?
8: name is Emily Liedem. <laughs> I'm the Director of Marriage, Family, and Respect Life for the Catholic Diocese of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the The greatest diocese. I'm just kidding. Oh, I only say boy. that because I know that oh. we've got some other <laughs> listeners. I'm kidding. I'm very blessed to actually work with all our neighboring dioceses quite often. So, um, <laughs> But I, I live here in Sioux Falls. I've got two little girls uh, married to a lovely, wonderful, awesome... Super handsome cute. hunk of a husband. That's hunk what I was just going to. Triple H. For that. This came up
7: Saturday, Saturday night with the a friend a handsome Emily. Handsome hunk of humanity. H- of humanity. There we go. He's
8: a handsome hunk of humanity <laughs> yeah. named Matt. He doesn't to get to listen to this, so I can. I can. Um,
7: I
5: think he did last say, month. Actually, he
8: did. He did listen to the last one. Oh yeah, he can listen to it on the podcast. Oh, and and yeah. I think so, he's
5: heard you call him that before. Yeah,
8: probably.
3: He always says, "Good
5: thing good. I have this red beard to cover
8: up my blushing, blushing. cheeks." Yeah. <laughs>
5: Well, last time we had you on, Emily, you were talking about chastity in marriage, and today we're going to kind of continue that conversation, and we want to look at chastity uh, for teens. Can you first speak on this idea that our teens face a sexual onslaught in their lives?
8: Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I think the, the the word onslaught really strikes me because onslaught uh, really means kind of this, like, aggressive, pervasive, uh, intense um, attack almost mm-hmm. um, and I think that's really actually a profound word to utilize when we talk about sexuality uh, for teenagers and even into um, adulthood as well but specifically today for our conversation teenagers um, because I think it's really it's really true there's an aggression in which uh, some of these like ideologies these sexual ideologies these sexual lies are actually attacking youth Um and and it comes in a lot of different formats and a lot of different ways but um i just even think like what is the average age of exposure to pornography right now is eight years old Mm. it's it's in everything second grade it's it's, yeah yeah it's
5: terrifying
8: yeah you have eight-year-olds you know yeah um it's the reality that it's that it's so pervasive it's in everything and it's so easily accessed um and it's sending a message about sexuality for them as they enter into navigating relationships in high school and that kind of thing. Um, so I think it's, yeah, it really is a it really is aggressive. I think there's kind of a a complex of shame, but also curiosity mm-hmm. and uh, kind of this like false liberation (coughs) surrounding the conversation as well and we can dive more into that but but it really is it's an onslaught it's it's aggressive and um, I experienced it when I was in high school I think my parents experienced it when they were in high school Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's not a new concept but I think in light of uh, multimedia in the current day and just kind of the slow uh, they always say if you throw a a frog into boiling water it'll it'll jump right out but Mm -hmm. if you slowly turn up the heat the frog stays in and it eventually it, it kills itself because it doesn't recognize the change in temperature. Right. And I think we're in a slow boil yeah. um, leading up culturally of, of, we don't even recognize that which is wounding us anymore.
7: So I think sometimes Emily, in light of that, people can kind of almost despair. Like, is, is there any hope for kids, for teens in particular here uh, to remain? What, what do you, What would you say in the face of that almost despair?
8: Oh, 100%. I think um, it is possible, and it's actually – there's a lot of teenagers that I think are kind of embracing that and recognizing – um that they're wanting something more they're wanting something more for their relationships whether they're catholic or whether they're just secular but recognizing kind of this this lie that they've been fed surrounding um human sexuality and i think there's more and more that are kind of saying you know what like i actually really think that this is a special thing and there's not many special things left in the world so i'm going to claim this as one um the gift of their body essentially so I think there is hope. I think um, a couple of ways that that can really be done is to find a community uh, for them of other high school students, of other peers, but then also to find mentors, to find trusted adults in their lives um, that can really speak to not only just the purity question, but mm-hmm. but a, a myriad of things. Um, and I recognize you in my own life, I had people that were really speaking into my life in terms of... Do you want to really grow in what areas? Do you want to accept? Um, it was a way that I was able to integrate my life more readily, uh, including battle fatigue. So, a couple of of ways, but I do think it's possible, and I think there's great hope.
5: Well, and I think you know I have a 16 year old daughter, and I think what I find most surprising is that you don't want to get lazy as a parent. And one of the things, and this might sound strange, but one of the things I found the most difficult when she was five, six years old was finding clothing that was appropriate for her. Yes.
8: yes. And it is
5: shocking to me. You go into these normal stores that are everywhere across the country and the things that they expected me to put on, Mm -hmm. my sweet little Mm five-year-old was obnoxious. Mm -hmm. Mm
8: -hmm. So
5: as a, as a new parent, what do you say to that?
8: Oh man. I don't know. You guys have more experience than I do in this regard. But you're the expert. <laughs> I yeah, um, think, you know, I think there's there's two ways to approach it. One is either lean totally back, lean away from it, order all of your clothes on Amazon, <laughs> and not have to worry about it, or actually lean into it, celebrate clothing. I mean, for I. I if you see me, I have a fabulous dress on today. Thank you very much. It is very.
5: cute. I, I love clothes. I that's a Don't fun you think thing it's for
8: cute, me, Doctor Bergwald. Thank you. I know. <laughs> it's great. TJ Maxx, twelve dollars. <laughs> um, but I but I actually really enjoy clothing. I actually really enjoy like dressing the body in such a way that reveals something beautiful about the human person. So. For for me and, and my children, I actually want to lean a little bit more into that mm-hmm. and actually teach them how to engage in clothing, teach them how to engage yeah. in the culture in that way so that they're not uh, running from it, but rather teaching them to discern and to recognize, you know what, this is just not quality, nor is it like revealing something beautiful about who you are. But look at how this piece might reveal that more um, bountifully. You know, yes. and maybe I'm over spiritualizing that, but I think um, you know my approach to parenting again is just to, is actually to lean into it instead yes. of instead of run from it.
5: Yes, I I totally agree with that approach. I I would be like, yeah, that's totally not appropriate, and then I'd explain why. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. it's gonna be there. Yeah, it's gonna be there, and they're gonna have access if they fall onto a website that they shouldn't be on.
8: Right. Right. don't be
5: afraid to talk about
8: it right. we actually need to form conscience uh, and, and sometimes the child is not there to really understand that yet and that's why mm-hmm. parents have rules and they have boundaries and they have kind of standards that are in place but I think it also that the kids that do best that really do kind of continue to pursue this beautiful gift of faith the deposit of faith that their parents have given them uh, regarding all things, including chastity and, and modesty, etc., are those parents that I think engage their child in the why, engage their child in the reasoning mm-hmm. through it. What does this reveal about beauty? What does this reveal about who you are uh, and what does it say to the world?
7: If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And
8: I'm Heather Carroll.
7: <laughs> and with us this morning is Emily Liedem. And we're talking fashion.
5: Uh, <laughs> we're not dresses. talking fashion. No, oh, oh, I'm, oh sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm it's kidding.
8: my fabulous dress. It took me down that pathway. I couldn't help it. No, we do.
7: We're talking about uh, <laughs> the the importance of and the possibility of uh, youth living chastity mm-hmm. uh, today in, in a culture which is anything but chaste. Um, and, and just you, you were speaking there, Emily, about the the, the the different ways that we can engage the culture and raise our children um, to live chastely. It, Speaking to parents, um, once again, any other advice that you might offer to those of us who are parents of teens?
8: Yeah, I've had a revelation recently. Um, there's there's all this talk uh, and, and kind of the buzzword of vulnerability. And Brene Brown, if you follow any of her work, it's really um, beautiful, beautiful work, but it's not a new concept. It's something that Jesus Christ taught us on the cross, what vulnerability really does and what it does for the world. Uh, and I think parents... I think this has something particularly uh, profound to say to parents. Mm. How are you being vulnerable with your child, mm. allowing them to see your humanity, allowing mm. them to see? Because I think um, you know, I, the the classic dad, right, is invincible, and the mom that just that that can do it all, and whatever it might be, whatever perception of your parents, maybe it's maybe it's a bit more broken than that. But I think we often do have these perceptions of our parents that. Um, Especially dads that they're invincible, um, and yet we live in this world of broken fatherhood. And I think the disconnect in there is that between the invincible dads and the broken dads is that the invincible dads are not willing to to recognize that they are broken, or mm-hmm. not willing to admit to their child that they're broken. And I think in the admittance of I don't have all the answers. Yes. I don't know how to do this. This was really hard for me and this Mm -hmm. is why I so desire you to find freedom in this way. This is why I so desire to protect you from this type of stuff on the internet or wearing this Mm -hmm. outfit or, uh, you know, going on dates before you're maybe ready Um, spiritually to handle that, emotionally to handle that is because, man, I sucked at it. Can I say that online? You just
5: did. Too late. (laughs) My question for you is, you know, uh, we have parents that are listening. We only have a few minutes left. But, you know... If parents feel like their child is way over the line, so let's say the line of where we think acceptable purity and chastity is yeah. is here in the middle, and their child has already experienced a lot of things by looking at things on TV, and they kind of feel like, well, it's already too late. It's too
8: late. Yeah. What would you say to them? It's never too late. Uh, as somebody who's walked a really windy, windy, windy road in my own life, I would say it's it's never too late. Um, God is a God of infinite mercy and compassion, uh, and truth, and so um, it's not too late. Number one, and I would continue to invest in your child, continue to foster time with your child, um, doing things that they that they enjoy, whether that's um, going shopping or going out for coffee or checking out a movie, whatever it might be, like actually engaging with your Mm -hmm. child in some of these activities, becoming not their friend, Mm -hmm. um, but being in relationship Mm -hmm. with them, um, I think is really important. And then as a parent, I think it's crucial that we recognize we cannot do it on our own and that it really does take a village. It takes a community of people. There's a statistic that says uh, youth needs seven good role model adults in their life to become effective adults in the world to become well flourishing adults in the world find your other adults to invest in your child find other people that you trust to come along them to journey with them because when they can't hear your voice maybe they'll hear Chris's voice maybe they'll hear you know whoever else is in your community in your parish community Uh, find that find that for yourself if you don't have it because you need companionship but also find find it for your children
5: wow beautiful any last thoughts
8: continue to pray i think too i I, that sounds often um like oh yeah by the way just keep on praying and 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 i don't mean it flippantly i mean it's it really has power it really has and we need the grace um so pray for yourself as well recognize that i need help lord to raise my child to help my child navigate the the onslaught of sexual pervasiveness and the lies that culture is feeding them about who they are
5: wonderful Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, you guys. Good to have you again. It's great to have you every time. Okay. Well, coming up, you won't want to miss a celebration of marriage with Bev Badeau of the Diocese of Duluth. I'm not Dr. Chris Bergwald. I'm Heather Caro.
7: Yes, you are. I'm (laughs) Doctor Chris Bergwald.
5: And we are coming to you live from the banquet here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Stay tuned for more Real Presence Live live.
9: Built Upon a Rockfest has partnered with Rugged Rosaries for another giveaway. 9 rosaries will be given away, one each week leading up to the concert on September 14th. These rosaries are beautiful and extremely rugged. The quality is unmatched. For a chance to win, simply like Built Upon a Rockfest posts on Facebook and Instagram. Each like gets you a chance to win. Full giveaway details can be found at builtuponarockfest.com. Good luck, and don't forget to mark your calendars for Built Upon a Rockfest on September 14th.
4: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back
5: to the show. Good morning, I'm Heather Caro.
4: And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwell.
5: Thank you for joining us this morning on Real Presence Live. We're just cruising right along and having a great morning. Next, we're heading on over to Duluth. And Bev Bodet is on the line with us. Good morning, Bev. Thanks for joining us.
6: Good morning, it's my pleasure to be here.
5: <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
6: Sure, um, I'm married, my husband's name is David. Uh, we have five children, seven grandkids, and our youngest grandson is actually only five weeks old. Um, oh, congratulations. Re- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're both retired and we love being retired. <laughs>
5: Wonderful, beautiful. So you how long have you been married? 36 years. 36 wow. years. Has that been a blessing for you? It, uh, truly, yes. Absolutely, it uh, has been.
7: I, I was afraid you were going to say no there
5: for a minute. I know, that was <laughs> right? a loaded question, wasn't it? I really went out on the ledge there. <laughs> that
6: could have been a whole different show, right? Right. I know. It's
5: like, okay, we're going to go this direction now. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah. Seriously though, Beth we, we, uh, we, 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 we say that so often But could you I mean, just for the sake of, of those listening Maybe who, who aren't experiencing their marriage As a gift or as a blessing right now Why and how has yours been that for you?
6: Sure um, Kind of, I think that uh, My marriage has brought so many gifts to us But really and truly The two most important gifts are the gift of love and family. I kind of think of my love for my spouse and his love in return as that special bond that um, really no one else shares. And to me, that's just such a gift to me to know that. And then um, the gift of family. Mm -hmm. um, And then the gift of family, just to share in that intimacy that we've created and the loving and the caring for our children is, that is, to us, the most precious gift from God.
7: Beautiful. So so what are you doing there in the Diocese of Duluth to celebrate marriage, then?
6: Well, we have that um, anniversary mass and dinner, um, which is um, the bishop celebrates the mass, and um, all of these couples renew their marriage vows with the bishop at the cathedral, mm-hmm. and afterwards they come over to Holy Rosary, and we have a dinner.
5: What a beautiful idea. Where did that come from?
6: It actually came out of um, the Office of uh, Marriage, Family, and Life uh, in the Duluth Diocese, and it's my friend uh, Betsy Needham is the director of that okay. office. And it was, the, the idea is kind of, um, the thought was that we hear so much about all of the failed marriages these days. Mm-hmm. It was just time to celebrate and honor
7: the successful ones. Amen. How long have you been doing your anniversary mass and dinner, Beth?
6: Um, I believe this is the sixth year.
7: Okay. Okay.
6: Yeah.
7: It's so, why? Why? So, six years. I mean, the, the events like this aren't simple to pull off, um, especially with a dinner like you mentioned. Why? Why? Can you speak more to why you keep doing this year after year?
6: Well, it's just such an honor. And a privilege to do it, and um, we just want to honor the, these special couples, and um, we wanted to switch the attention to them, like I was saying, and to thank them, in a way, for all of their years of loving and caring for each other, and um, kind of just to let them know how much <coughs> the Church appreciates their faithfulness to their wedding vows,
7: mm. and,
6: to, and to kind of hope that the world will start watching them and um, mm-hmm. learning from them. Yeah. Right.
7: So have you seen couples in the Diocese of Duluth embrace this event?
6: Yes. Oh gosh. They have so much fun. It really is a fun event. And I think it's really special because I think they love that um that their love and marriage is being acknowledged and honored in such a special way and to renew their wedding vows with the bishop, um, you know, it doesn't get any better than that. And then um, the dinner afterwards, to share in the love and companionship, and just a, it's just really a fun day. Uh, it's evening, actually, this year. Sometimes it's during the day.
5: Okay. Wonderful. So if there's a couple that is listening right now and would like to attend, how would you uh, suggest they find out more information?
6: Oh, yeah, super simple. Just go just go to the Diocese of Duluth webpage and go to the Office of Family Marriage and Planning, or Life. And um, then scroll down to events, and the anniversary of marriage comes up. It'll tell you about it. You can register right there, or you could call Betsy at the diocese at 724 9111.
7: That's 21A area code, right?
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
7: Okay, great. Very good. Can you, can you tell us about this year's um, event in case anybody's listening and wondering when it is?
6: Yeah, well, it's um, on September 28th. And it's um, at um, the cathedral at the evening mass, and then the dinner. The like I said, the bishop celebrates mass and the renewal of the wedding vows, and then they'll come over. We have a pianist. We have. It's just like it's just like preparing for a wedding. Beautiful. Yeah, it is. Good. It really is a beautiful event. Yep.
5: Well, and I just wanted to point out before we let you go, we're out of time already this morning, but space is limited, so be sure to call ahead and get your spot. Right, exactly. And we've
6: already, I think we're already up to 40 people signed up, so get your registration in.
5: All
7: right. (laughs) Thanks, Bev. Bev.
5: (laughs) Okay, thank you. God bless. All right. It's been a good day.
7: Yes, it has, Dr. Bergwald.
5: <laughs> Thank you, Heather. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to we're gonna move on up to Fargo. Eli, are you with us? And we've got a lot going on the rest of the week. What do we have?
13: Yeah, we sure do. You know that we've got a lot of great shows coming up, but I'm going to tell you about the one that's coming up tomorrow. Sweet. And that's going to be from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, hosted by Executive Director Steve Sponskowski and Programming Coordinator Brandon Clark. They'll be live on the road from the Church of St. Patrick in Wall, South Dakota. You know, it might be a common thought that when a child discerns the priesthood or religious life, it's because of how their parents have fostered vocations in the home. But that isn't always the case. We'll hear how one family was brought back to the faith through a daughter living out her call to be a nun in our Inspired segment. And she's a Catholic school principal, yet she sees herself as chief servant leader. We'll hear the story behind this different sort of title and what it means to her as we visit with this principal in that segment. Tune in to hear that. And can one call... Can one call the push for unrestricted abortion radically radically insane? Linda Bell, president of Florida Right to Life, thinks so. She'll share why as we preview her upcoming visit for a couple of North Dakota Right to Life banquets. All that and a whole lot more coming up tomorrow on Real Presence Live. Heather?
5: All right. Thanks, Eli. He was talking to me. He said, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slow, Dr. Bergwald. <laughs> no, I'm, kid- I'm kidding, Heather. <laughs> It was a great show.
7: Yeah, that was a lot of fun. This morning. Any particular takeaways from you from this morning? From I just really enjoyed.
5: I need, I need to go back and listen to Emily Ledum's again, you know, even though I was sitting right here talking to her. I I need those reminders as a parent, you know, and especially the parent of a teenager, um to go back and listen, so.
7: I uh, El- Elvina's um Ugh. testimony almost that, that how we began the show as a guest here at the the banquet for many years now was was inspiring to me
5: well just the the smile and the peace yeah. on oh, her yeah. face yeah you know it was just a beautiful a beautiful episode if you want to go back and listen again once again you can check us out on your com, or you can submit I was going to say submit questions. You can't. Tomorrow you can. But you can also check us out on the app. Yes, ma'am. And find our podcast there. But thank you, Dr. Bergwald, for coming down and being with us this morning. Thank you, Heather. Yes, it's been a pleasure. Everybody have a blessed rest of your week.
7: God bless you all.